The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. We've got your Friday morning headlines. Police are asking for help finding two missing little girls. An Amber Alert went out overnight for nine-year-old Jessica Burns and six-year-old Jennifer Burns. They're last seen in McKinney up north outside Dallas. And police believe 60-year-old Jamie Burns took them in a black SUV. Investigators identified the man a Liberty Hill officer shot and killed. They say 21-year-old Jackson Lieber died on Wednesday after police received a call from 911 about trespassing. The officer saw Lieber fighting with people on a property, he said, and then a fight broke out between him and an officer. Police have not said specifically what caused the officer, though, to shoot. Madonna is adding a second concert date in Austin thanks to huge demand. She's going to be performing Thursday, September 21st, and now Friday the 22nd at the Moody Center. Tickets go on sale this morning starting at 10. We have some breaking news from overnight. Police say a man is dead after a shooting in Round Rock. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. Someone called police around 9 o'clock last night saying that there was a shooting on South A.W. Grimes Boulevard near I-35. And when officers got there, they found a man dead. It's unclear if they found the shooter, though. Police say there is, though, no danger to the public. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good morning to you and happy Friday. We begin with a look at our clouds and radar showing quite a bit of cloud cover. No rain just yet. It's possible to see a few sprinkles though once we get into the later part of today. And the domain camera giving us that cloudy sky, 55 degrees currently. It is, I would say, a cool start to the day. Temperatures are probably going to drop a few more degrees before we kick in that warm up. But 48 degrees right now in Georgetown, 53 Bastrop, upper 30s to low 40s out there in the hill country. And you compare those numbers to where we were yesterday at that time. Uh, at this time, I should say. It is going to be a slightly warmer start, but the temperatures will be cooler to finish. We are done with the 60s for today. We are likely going to get stuck in the 50s all day long. So parents helping the kids get ready for the bus stop, I would make sure they've got that jacket with them, not only for the morning, but remind them to wear it this afternoon because 58 degrees running a little bit colder than normal for us. As far as your rain chances go, I've included a 10% chance today just for a few pockets of sprinkles. I think we'll likely see a few more of those light showers through at least the first part of tomorrow. Heavier rain now looking more likely Tuesday. Two different storm systems, two different cold fronts. You can see the second one looking a little better than the first, but both will also have cooler weather behind them. So coming up in your first morning forecast, we'll talk about those rain chances, break down your weekend forecast, how much rain and when. Look for that here coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes. Thank you, Kristen. While state lawmakers are talking about a budget surplus, some school districts like Pflugerville are talking about cuts. The district is considering closing schools and not renewing some programs. Yeah, a lot of protests outside of last night's board meeting because of that. KXAN's Nabil Vermont has more from Pflugerville with what needs to happen now. Fighting. To save a program they love. Big start! Big start! Students and parents in Pflugerville ISD are hoping the Kickstart Martial Arts program doesn't get kicked out of the district. We're just really 
hoping that we can keep this program. The district pays Kickstart about $500,000 a year, but with a $12 million budget deficit, they can no longer fund the program under the current contract. We're talking about school closures. We're talking about other cuts potentially to the district. Superintendent Dr. Douglas Killian says one of the reasons they're struggling is because of the state's recapture system. With a $33 billion surplus at the state level, why would a school need to talk about cuts? Killian says this year they'll pay the state about $20 million in recapture funds. In 2019, they did a historic raise for us in the basic allotment, and then um, inflation has eaten it all away. Right now, the basic allotment per student is $6,160. State Representative James Tallarico says there are bills being crafted to raise that number. And to ensure that more districts are keeping more of their property tax revenue back home working for our local students, local families, local communities. Calarico says some of the districts, though, need that money that they're giving away. And it's not just Pflugerville ISD. A lot of districts like Austin ISD that have a lot of um, students living in poverty have fallen into recapture and are now sending money to the state to really use back home. It's a fight that will take place in the legislature. That was Nabil Ramana for us. At this time, Kickstart has not been cut, but contract negotiations continue. Dr. Killian says he hopes to see the same passion from parents and students at the Capitol, says lawmakers are the ones who need to see the impact of the current recapture system. Well, how the state funds your school district comes up every two years when lawmakers meet at the legislative session at the Capitol, and it falls under the state's budget. That's really the only item lawmakers are required to pass before they can go home. The first draft from lawmakers comes out to $130 billion, money that will be used for the next two years. The House plan would set aside nearly $58 billion to fund school districts. Funding schools, it's a complicated formula, but we want to go over the basics here. Property taxes help pay for Texas public schools. Some property-rich places, including Austin, can quickly fill up a school district's bucket. That money that overflows is known as recapture, and that goes back to the state to help fill the bucket for property-poor districts. The idea is that everything should be equal for students no matter where they live. Uh, in this first budget draft, there are pay raises for state employees. 22% of them quit, though, within the last year. The budget also calls for $2.5 billion for higher education, more than $4 billion for border security, and a nearly 50% increase in funds to public safety and criminal justice budgets. This is truly a historical once-in-a-lifetime budgeting session. I think these things are decisions they're able to make that won't just impact the next two years, but literally can impact in future generations. Lawmakers have about $188 billion to play with, so-called play with, but the current proposal only calls for $130 billion, leaving more than $50 billion untouched. The parents of a six-year-old accused of shooting his teacher is talking about what happened, what they say they did differently that week that could have had an impact. And why 37 million people's personal information may now be in the hands of crooks. Good morning, everyone. It is live look this morning outside for you from our camera on top of the Indeed building. You can see uh, to North Austin right there in your view. Good morning as you wake up with us here on KXAN News Today on this Friday. Well, the family of this six-year-old accused of shooting his first grade teacher at a Virginia elementary school is talking about it. It's been more than two weeks since this shooting happened. 
Family says the boy suffers from an acute disability. They say he was under a care plan at the school, and this included his mom and dad going to class with him. The week of the shooting was the first week a parent was not there with him. The parents say they will regret their absence for the rest of their lives. Authorities confirmed the gun was legally bought by the child's mother, but haven't said how the boy ended up with the gun at school. The family maintains the gun was secured. Right now, no one faces charges. A new study showing having a good time with your friends might be really good for your health. Also, why 6th Street employees are petitioning for better access to emergency information. Good morning. The Texas Rangers and the Express link up for the Rangers Caravan at Dell Diamond. And the UT women's tennis team defending national champions ranked number one begin their season today. That's later in sports. Keep it in. Good morning, coming up on 445 on this Friday. Live look downtown Austin over Labor Lake, Zilker Park, some of the other high rises downtown. Thanks for joining us here on KXA News Today. Heads up if you have T-Mobile, there's a chance hackers now have your information. The company suffered a security breach that exposed 37 million customers' records. The stolen information included addresses, phone numbers, and birthdays. However, the information did not include customer passwords or PINs, bank account or credit card info, social security numbers, or other government information also not exposed. The breach was malicious and intentional, according to the company. T-Mobile says it's still investigating, but the activity seems to be contained. There is a new study out of Indiana University giving you reason to celebrate this morning. Why not? It shows the celebrations that you have are good for your health. Researchers say it goes beyond just having fun with others. The phenomenon, they call it capitalization celebrations because they involve a person capitalizing on positive life events. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. We all love a good time. They say that there are three things required to have an effective capitalization celebration. <laughs> there must be a positive event for the celebration to mark. Your celebration needs to have other people involved. And of course, you need food and drinks. What else do you need, right? The researchers <laughs> recommend that when you gather with your friends, you should take a moment to appreciate each other and celebrate the positive events in everyone's lives. Done. I Let's love do it. it. Happy I Friday. It. Yeah, that's yes. right. Payday <laughs> Friday. <laughs> so we got a lot of celebrating here. I don't even think you really need other people. There's no reason <laughs> you can't celebrate by yourself. Right? Food you and know? wine by yourself. That's okay. Thank you, sister. It's I'm Friday. Like, listen, the more the merrier, but it ain't going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm by myself. Let me show you what's going on outside. Clouds and radar showing quite a bit of cloud cover. We're waiting on maybe a few sprinkles today. It's not going to be anything heavy, but we've got a slow increase in moisture today. You'll feel it more so tomorrow. Temperatures are in the 40s and 50s this morning. 53 Bastrop, 55 in Austin, 48 Georgetown, upper 30s, low 40s out there in our hill country. Winds are very light, but look at the direction. Coming out of the northeast, east kind of wind today. So it's not going to be a surge in moisture just yet. You'll notice a lot of cloud cover on top, but I'm going to limit rain chances to 10% only because I still think we've got quite a bit of dry air here at the ground. So even if the rain's falling out of the clouds, I think it's going to have a tough time actually reaching us here at the surface. 58 degrees this afternoon, much cooler than the upper 60s we had yesterday. Let me show you these sky conditions because like I said, a lot of cloud cover, very little sunshine today with a 10% 
20% chance of some sprinkles here and there. Nothing I would rearrange your Friday plans over. Tonight, the clouds stay. Once we start tomorrow, we're going to be watching for a few more pockets of light rain. This is going to be a 20 to 30% chance of some light rain, mainly before lunchtime tomorrow, because as we get into tomorrow afternoon, clearing skies, you're going to finish the day with sunshine on Saturday. How much rain can we expect between today's sprinkles and tomorrow's light rain? Not a whole lot. A few hundredths of an inch. If we're lucky, it's a tenth of an inch. So in general, this is going to be a very light rain event, but we can't completely ignore it, which is why you're going to find a 30% chance of rain in the seven-day forecast. Your weekend, low 60s tomorrow, low to mid 60s on Sunday. Saturday afternoon tomorrow will be drier, but Sunday honestly is looking near perfect. We've got sunshine, light winds, dry skies. Temperatures will be a little warmer, so that would be the peak of the weekend. What's next after the weekend? We've got another storm system on the way. Come Tuesday, another storm that's got a better track with it. It's going to send down a cold front to our area, and we are likely to see some better, more meaningful rain chances out of that Tuesday storm. So we put it together for you. Seven-day forecast in the upper 50s today, a 30% chance of of light rain mainly tomorrow morning. Your Saturday afternoon plans will be dry, but again on the cool side in the low 60s. Sunday slightly warmer with way more sun, and then Monday, Tuesday will be the timing of our second storm system. Rain chances will come up to 60% Tuesday. We'll probably be fighting quite a bit of wind too. Temperatures will drop down to the 50s Tuesday afternoon, and then drier, cooler kind of winter weather Wednesday, Thursday with high staying slightly below normal through midweek. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Boosted by a new front office, a new manager, and a couple of big-name signings, the Texas Rangers stopped by Dell Diamond to partner with their affiliate, the Round Rock Express, as part of their preseason caravan. Fans got a chance to meet with infielder Josh Smith, starting pitcher Nathan Evaldi, who signed a two-year, $34 million deal with the Rangers, and infielder Mark Mathias. Smith and Mathias were once members of the Express. and He wasn't there, but Jacob deGrom is the biggest name to join the Rangers and with him and Evaldi leading the pitching staff the Rangers are expecting big time improvement. We got a real pitching staff um, these guys are they've done it in the big leagues before um, some of them are the best to ever do it in <laughs> some people's minds uh, and so there's definitely a lot of excitement around the around the team. Obviously we have the experience with uh, DeGrom, myself coming in, Oda Rizzi, you know, Martin again. Like a lot of guys have had a lot of success that we've been able to add to the organization. And I think it's just proven to everybody here that you know, we can come out here and we can win and we can compete with the best of the teams. As for the Round Rock Express, they're about two months from opening day. First day uh, for the Express will be Friday, March 31st against the Albuquerque Isotopes. That'll be their first game. All right, tennis, college tennis. The champs are back. Texas is ranked number one in the nation in 2023 after finishing 2022 number one in all the land. Howard Joffe's team will play their first home match of the season against North Texas today at noon. Even though they're number one, it hasn't been exactly rosy for Texas as they've dealt with a lot of injuries over the fall. But they're still going to try to have the best start possible. We get to play three matches this weekend and we'll try to patch together with some duct tape um, a lineup. Um, and um, and see where we go. But I think sort of in broad terms, if the players are able to get healthy, um, my hope is that we'll be there or thereabouts um, when it matters most. 
And the Texas men's team will play their first home match of the season today against UTSA. That starts at 4 o'clock. They'll host 12th-ranked Georgia Sunday at 2. All the matches will be played at the Texas Tennis Center. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. All right, for years we saw headlines about all the companies relocating or expanding here in Texas, but there are signs maybe that's cooling off a bit. Yeah, things are shifting. I talked with the Austin Business Journal reporter Justin Sayers about what's changed. Justin, for a while now, Texas leaders have had all these different carrots they could use to try and lure companies here, but now they've lost one of those. So what went away? Yeah, so it's called Chapter 313. Uh, it's been in use for more than a couple decades. Uh, it allows a property tax rebate on what you pay to the school districts, uh, which could be a really, really high percentage of the bill that you end up paying in terms of property tax. Uh, but there's been a lot of controversy over it, and the legislators uh, in last session actually let it die. Uh, so as of December 31st, it's no more. Is there any evidence that losing these tax breaks is already costing us companies? Yeah, so it's still very early. You know, it's only been a couple weeks, but uh, the judge up in Williamson County actually said that they had a project move on just because they didn't have a competitive package uh, in, in terms of incentives compared to other states. Uh, on top of that, you know, in Caldwell County, uh, the judge there said they have a project on hold for the same reason. And is there a push to try and reinstate these tax breaks to lure the companies back? Yeah, so if, you know, these judges, if the business community had their say, uh, they definitely want it back. But if there's one thing that, you know, our polarized legislature actually agrees on, uh, it's a concern over incentives, you know, giving businesses big cuts. So whether or not uh, we see a replacement, that's TBD, nothing's been filed. So, you know, everyone in the business community is definitely watching that. Justin Sayers with the Austin Business Journal. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Also this morning, some downtown Austin bar employees want better access to emergency information. They say that could help keep customers safe when danger strikes. Makes sense, right? When APD said um, something happened over the weekend, they shot and killed a suspected gunman on West 6th Street. Sunday night, Police Chief Joe Chacon says the area was packed. He called it chaotic. KXN's Brianna Hollis took the concerns to the city and the police department. Honestly, it was shocking. It was shocking that there wasn't more information given out of the time, especially because it was a shooting incident. You just heard from Joseph. While he worked at a downtown bar Sunday night, police shot and killed a man they believe had just shot another man near West 6th Street. Wanting to know what was going on and or, you know, we were safe, safe to keep letting people in, we should close doors, if we should shelter in place. It took police about 10 minutes after getting a 911 call about the shooting to locate the suspected gunman killing him around 1145. Joseph says he first got information when police gave a a media briefing three hours later. I know a lot of public safety agencies, they rely on uh, having, you know, having you sign up for their alerts. APD has a reverse 911 system that sends out alerts during certain emergencies, but the department says it did not send one out for Sunday shooting. Police say department social media is the quickest way for the public to get emergency information. Bar security guards also use social media to alert one another about dangerous situations downtown. Use um, social media like WhatsApp or Signal to communicate with each other to say, hey, you know, we had a problem with this person be on the lookout and, and they try to take care of one another informally. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Going in depth here, Travis County has its own system in place to warn about emergencies, but you do need to sign up and register for it. It's called warncentraltexas.org. 
It'll let you know if situations have any property or life dangers. To get the alerts, you need to register your cell phone on the website. The system uses the 911 database and cell phone registry to contact people in the emergency area. Now, businesses can also sign up for emergency alerts through private companies that use 24-7 intelligence analysts to identify emergency situations and then communicate that with employees. I think in situations like these, it's important for any sort of business to have a plan in place to be able to communicate real time and also receive responses real time so that they can communicate effectively with these employees. You do have to register though with the services that we just talked about. These notifications will not automatically just come to your phone like they do in situations in case of an Amber Alert. In 2021, lawmakers passed a law to create a statewide active shooter warning system. It's modeled after Amber, Silver and Blue Alerts system is activated by a request from local law enforcement. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.